I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 467 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I've got an incredible guest to bring you guys today. Legendary comedian Howie Mandel joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Howie is well-known as being the game show host of Deal or No Deal, as well as being a judge on America's Got Talent. Howie Mandel has been in the game for a very long time, going all the way back to when he was the voice of Gizmo in the cult classic film Gremlins back in 1984. Comedy Central has included Howie on its list of the 100 top greatest stand-up comedians of all time. Howie Mandel's got himself a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as well as Canada's Walk of Fame. And a little while back, Howie wrote an autobiography titled Here's the Deal, Don't Touch Me, in which he takes a deep dive into his widely documented OCD and ADHD. Howie is currently co-hosting a podcast along with his daughter, Jacqueline Schultz, titled Howie Mandel Does Stuff. That podcast launched recently, and the link to it is down there in today's show notes. It's an honor to have him on the podcast today. Howie Mandel will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Howie Mandel was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the comedian and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And for those of you who are tuning into the podcast for the very first time here, I'd love for you guys to go back and check out some of my other interviews that I've done with some really incredible dads, including Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey, skateboarding icon Tony Hawk, UFC president Dana White, meditation guru Deepak Chopra, as well as many other comedians, including Adam Carolla, Joel McHale, Roy Wood Jr., and so many others. Whatever you guys are into, I guarantee you will find a dad in the archives that you'll be interested in listening to uh, as they talk about their fatherhood journeys. So please take a ride through the episode backlist and find one that you're interested in. Wednesday on First Class Fatherhood here, legendary race car driver Mario Andretti stops by, so don't miss out on that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to catch up with all the upcoming guest announcements. If you guys are enjoying the podcast here, please hit me with that rating or review wherever you're listening to the show here. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with the legend, Howie Mandel. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. Joining me now, First Class Father, Howie Mandel. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. I've been in First Class Fatherhood for the last 36 years. Well, I don't know if I've been first class economy. I think economy. There has not been an extra meal. My seats are the same size as anybody else's seats. So I think I'm in regular class as far as well, being a father. 
Well, today you get the upgrade. You got first class fatherhood title for now. So we'll cruise at that altitude for right here. Let's start it like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have three children and two grandchildren. Uh, there's, my children are 36, 31, and 28 or 27, and two grandchildren, six and five. And I have been told uh, that they're all mine. I spent a lot of time on the road and I haven't talked to Maury Povich at all. So I'm just assuming this is good information. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll run with that. If you could, Howie, please, for a couple of people that maybe don't have access to a television, just hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do here. I am, for those that are just listening and not sure who I am, I have been America's uh, kind of uh, sexual role model for the last, I'm hoping that the couple of people who don't know who I am will believe me. I'm a sex. Uh, I've been doing whatever I do. I don't really know what I do, but I've been doing whatever I do for almost 45 years now. Uh, you know, I started and continue, except not this year, as a stand-up comic and uh, doing AGT, Deal or No Deal. I was on St. Elsewhere. You know, I've been around for a long time just trying to earn a living and feed my kids. Yeah, obviously, you've had a lot of success uh, with it, Howie, along the way here. So, so about... About how old were you when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, it changed everything. I was 29 the first time I had, uh, we had our child. And, uh, you know, I thought that I would one day grow up, get married, have kids and teach them about the world. What actually happened is I grew up, got married, had kids, and they continued to teach me about the world. I knew nothing. And, and uh, you don't know that until you are responsible for another human being. And you see how what you say and how you act and what you do affects them greatly and affects who they become and who they are. And uh, I, there isn't a person out there that at one time has thought, oh, my God, I'm my mom. Oh, my God, I'm my father. You know, and that's just it's not because of things you were told or taught. It's because of where you were in proximity to your father. You just become more about, you know, how they act than what they say. I also uh, changed my priority, you know, and I think having a kid changes everybody. You know, up until you have a child, it's I, me, my. And then uh, when you have a child, it's them, her. And what's good for them. every decision I make is with my children in mind. I decided to stop doing movies because, uh, you know, in the in the early 80s, I did a bunch of movies uh, back to back. Not fantastic ones, but uh, nevertheless, they were they were films where I had to leave home for three months at a time and live someplace else. And I kept missing. I'll tell you, it was on the set. I did a, a movie called Little Monsters with Freddie Savage and I played uh, a monster. I was in makeup. My uh, oldest at the time was probably two years old. Um, and I was living in Wilmington, North Carolina. And uh, I was away and my wife flew out with my uh, baby girl. And, and number one, I was dressed as a monster. So she screamed every time I was in the same room, had wanted nothing to do with me. And I had been gone for two months. And when she brought her out, she had teeth that she didn't have when I left. And I didn't like the idea of going away for these, you know, extended periods of time where you come back and your kid doesn't even look the same and has teeth they didn't have and saying words they didn't say. And the hair is longer than so I just didn't I wanted to 
you know, so I, I stayed in stand up and television. And uh, at least for the first child, she traveled with me. She didn't know there was a kitchen. Everything was a truck stop at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good stuff, Howie. And what would you say? What would you say then uh, were the top values that you had hoped to instill in your kids as they were growing up? And how did that kind of play out as they became adults themselves? The top values for me is always uh, the number one value has always been respect, you know, and not respect for me, just general respect for humanity and other people and people older than you. You know, I think that what has happened in the vein of comedy and television, you know, I'm a lot older than you, but I'm, I'm in my 60s now. But, you know, when in my generation, people grew up with like leave it to beaver and you know they, they and 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 they would mr so-and-so not that you have to call somebody mr so-and-so but so many kids today have no respect and not taught respect because you look at sitcoms and everybody even no matter if you're seven years old you talk like a borscht belt comic to your parents they say something to you and then you have a funny sarcastic joke back you know and that's how kids are and 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 uh i just wanted them to They've all, all three of them ended up going to college. I don't have a GED, but they respected their professors and teachers and, and just other humanity, you know? And I think that the problem today is a lot of kids that were so coddled, they feel entitled and like they, they deserve this. And I've become, you know, I had a hard time. My first daughter, uh, Jacqueline, her name's Jacqueline Schultz. Now she does a podcast with me, which is launching on April 13th, me and her, but, uh, and we're like best friends now. I mean, she's just a, and she's the mother of two and I'm so proud of her and she became a teacher, but there was like five years of hatred. She hated me, you know, and it is really, and, and I think it's kind of normal. There was from about 15 to 20, there was absolutely no respect. You go from being the apple of your little girl's eye to being dumber than a rock. I did, there wasn't anything I could say that didn't stop the rolling of the eyes, you know, and just the embarrassment of my existence was, you know, tough to take. Yeah. And Howie, I'm right there. I got four kids myself. My oldest is just about to turn four, uh, 15 in a couple of weeks here. And my youngest is my only girl. I got three boys and then my girl is only six years old. So I'm already kind of like not looking forward to that, that time when she hits that dating scene and does all these things. So you've already been there and been through that. What kind of advice did you have for your kids uh, when they did get eligible? What kind of advice did you give them when they approached that dating scene? Well, the dating scene was hell for me. You know, I'm not a good, I grew up with just a brother. I knew nothing about girls. I knew what I was like. So to send my little baby girl out into this world where there might be people like me was the most terrifying thing I could ever think of. So um, uh, I can't tell you how many times I uh, kind of uh, maybe went overboard, but she ended up, uh, you know, uh, not sharing information that, which was probably smart on her part about where she was and what she was doing. But I would always find out and I can't tell you how many parties I broke into and physically pulled her out and brought her home to her embarrassment. I'll give you one little story that was a very dad story. You know, we were really, you know, uh, cognizant of what was going on amongst her friends and, and at school. And so when she would go to school, you know, we would kind of see what she had been doing on her computer or we saw we went through her drawers and and uh, one time I go through the drawer and I while she's at school and I find a little uh container uh which was used for film you know a little film capsule which they don't use uh, camera film 
but I, I opened it up and I looked and there's pot in there, you know? So I, I was livid and I got into my car and I drove to the school and I went to the office and I said, where is uh, Jackie Mandel right now? And they go, well, they look her up. No, she's in history class on the second floor at two Oh, whatever they said that the room number was. And they couldn't even get the room number out. I was like running down the hallways, the lady from the office going, sir, 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 you can't go. You can't go. You can't. They, I wouldn't hear anything. I went up the stairs. I got to the second floor. I get to her classroom. I look in the little window of the door. They're obviously taking a test. I open the door and I just, I don't give a shit. I just go, Jackie, Jackie, come with me. And she's like in terror, like, what the F are you? Dad, dad, this is so, what's wrong? And I go, you will see, you will see young lady. And I, I grab her by the arm and I walk her down. The lady from the office still there going, where are you taking her? I'm taking her. Never mind. This is my daughter. Never mind. I'm taking her. And I took her downstairs and I put her in the car and she goes, what are you doing, dad? What are you doing? This is the most embarrassing day of my life. I go, you will see young lady. And I drive her home and she goes, I can't believe this is happening. And I go, get out of the car, go into your room. She goes into her room and I walk into the room with her. Then I grab that capsule, that film capsule, and I open it and I hand it to her and I go, young lady, what is in that? And she goes, well, that's my fish food. And I go, correct. And I put the top on. I put it back in the drawer. I grabbed her arm and said, get in the car. you got to go to history class. And I drove her home. <laughs> it's like, tried to be a good dad. I was just an idiot. Oh, man, that, that's hilarious. I would love to hear her side of that story, too. I'm sure it would be great to see if you guys get into to the podcast with that. Now, you mentioned it there. You got the Howie Mandel Does Stuff. You're hosting it with your daughter. What has it been like for you? Well, first of all, what can the listeners expect to hear when they tune into the new podcast? And uh, what is it like? What has the cohesiveness been like for you to work on this project with your daughter? It has been the thrill of my life, and we're having such a good time. And it's not like other podcasts. It's just it's called Howie Mandel Does Stuff. And I'm just doing all the stuff I've done while they were going up. So it's me and my daughter, whether a listener uh, wants us to do a prank call, we do a prank call. She brings, she's a very funny, very smart lady who was a, uh, who's a mom and a teacher. We do that. We bring other family members. Like I'll give you an example. Her brother, my two girls are married. Um, her brother, the 31 year old is not married and is living the life, but Jackie has, uh, Unbeknownst to him, well, it's been known to him now, she signed him up on every dating site and she communicates with these people and sets up dates for him. So sometimes we call him with when they connect and do that. So we're trying to uh, marry off my son on the show. Um, we're inappropriate a lot, uh, a fun thing that we do in our family and we've it's made its way to the show. My uh, wife, um, they'll say a word that isn't... Uh, family friendly and my wife doesn't know what it is and it's fun to get her in public to kind of which we've done on the which we will do on the podcast but like i don't know how it came up at a family dinner we were out in a restaurant and somebody mentioned the word taint and uh my wife didn't know what taint meant and my kids convinced her to ask the waiter oh man and, yeah and uh you know it's such just good family fun for everyone <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a banger for sure. I'm, I'm going to include the link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can get over there, tap it, and check it out. I'm looking forward to listening myself. And I'm curious to ask you, Howie, I know obviously you're known for the OCD with the germs and the whole bit. Obviously, uh, I mean, you could have been – Dr. Fauci could have just said, hey, be like Howie Mandel for the next six months and we'll all be okay. 
Um, but but I, I'm curious with you, one of the things when the kids are young, I know it's a while back for you here, but potty training is a big thing. We make a big deal out of it and the kids go no more diapers. But when we're out in public, we're at the restaurant. They always seem to have to go to the bathroom as soon as the food comes or at a, in the most inopportune time. How did you kind of navigate those situations uh, where the kids had to use the, the I mean, I'm a guy I put down all the toilet paper on the seat. I put a wad in there for a splash protection, the whole bit. So I get a little chaotic myself. Oh. How did you kind of navigate that scene with the kids? Not well. Um, the the uh, I tell a story, uh, Jackie. Also, um, uh, potty training was really important. You know, when you're a new parent, even more, my, my my wife had all the the books on it. We would try things with my son. It was kind of easy because for him and I, we would just uh, I'd make little boats in the toilet and we would shoot boats so that he got. But now he's 31, and we put Cheerios in, and you have to shoot the Cheerios. But now he's 31, and um, he still can't piss without Cheerios. But but uh, but uh, I remember my daughter. I've told this story many times, but I'll tell it here. That my daughter was being potty trained. The first one, Jackie, who's doing the podcast with me, and uh, my and my wife did it all. I had absolutely nothing to do with it. And um, the first time after she was doing potty training, it was the first time that my wife. I said, "Let me take Jackie out for a ride. You know, let's go someplace. I haven't been with the baby. This father daughter." bonding and so i i took my daughter out for a ride and i'm in a convertible and we're on the ventura freeway on in in la and we're driving and within 10 minutes she goes daddy i gotta go to the potty and i go really i'll go home i'm let's go home i'm gonna she goes no i'm gonna go now i'm gonna go now and i go you're gonna go now no 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 wait 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 and then she starts crying because i started panicking i'm not comforting when i'm when i'm panicked so um i just go oh, 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 oh okay all right, i got an idea and on the freeway, I pulled over to the soft shoulder on the freeway and there was like hedges and trees at the side. So I figured I'll just take her into the trees. We'll we'll rough it. So I get out of the car. I undo her. She's in a car seat. I take her out of the car seat and and I go step into the trees, into the tree line because I want to get out. I don't want to be out in the open. So I step in the tree line and I didn't realize uh, the tree was on the edge of a ravine. So when I stepped through the trees with my baby girl, I slipped and started sliding down this ravine down. I'm going, I'm holding the baby. I'm trying to protect her head and everything. I'm holding her, but I'm screaming too. And she's screaming and I'm sliding and I'm sliding through mud and I'm sliding through like moss and I'm getting caught in twigs and my pants got caught on a, a stick and it, my pants ripped and, and, and sort of my skin <laughs> there. My, my leg is bleeding. And then I land at the bottom of the ravine into this cesspool puddle of floating murky crap. And I'm like deep in the, I'm holding her above the water, but I'm just, I'm bleeding. And I don't know if I'm in a sewage dump. I don't know where the hell I am. And I got this baby crying and she goes, I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. And I go, don't, 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 don't pee. Don't pee. So my wife had put her in a jumpsuit in a, like a one piece, like, you know, so I undo the, the front and I pull it down around her ankles and I hold her under the arms out in front of me. And I said, go ahead, pee. I'm holding her in the, she can pee into this. I'm, I'm standing in a, in an effing toilet, you know, so <laughs> I'll pee. And she goes, no, I'm going to dirty my pants. Like I'd never had a, a daughter before. And I'm thinking, oh, because the pants are down below her. So brilliant idea. I said, honey, put your feet on my neck. Put your, <laughs> I'm holding her in front of me. Put your feet in the neck. That way you're in the seating position and it'll go down, I think. But anyway, she puts her feet on my neck and I go, okay, you can pee now. She starts to pee and it's like, oh, oh, in my face, in my oh. mouth. Just 
pissing all over. And now I'm screaming even more. My eyes are burning from her urine. Uh, my leg is bleeding. I'm covered in the cesspool shit that I fell into. And she peed all over my <laughs> and her own pants. She's crying. I take off her pants because they're wet with urine and she's naked. And she goes, I want to go home. I go, so do I. And now I start climbing with this naked little girl. I'm cl trying to climb up the hill. Every time I get about five feet off the hill, I'm holding on a twig. It breaks and I slide down on my stomach back into the puddle for a half hour. And now she's covered in mud. I got blood and urine and shit all over me. And, and I finally get up the, uh, the hill. It takes like a half hour. And I come like a hundred yards from where the car is. I come out of the trees. And I come out of the trees. I'm covered in mud. I'm totally unrecognizable. Everything's ripped and bleeding and urine. And there's a naked little girl crying and screaming. I come out through the trees. I'm nowhere near a car. And, and I'm holding this baby who's crying and screaming. And a car slows down, looks at me and says, are you Howie Mandel? And I go, <laughs> no, no. So that's my, that's my potty training story. I was Man. never allowed. I took her home. I, I put her back in the seat and I drove home. My wife was waiting at the front door and you can imagine i pull up we left like uh, one hour ago and now she's naked covered in mud and i'm like ripped and beat up my wife is like screams goes what happened and i'm going never mind never mind <laughs> Man, that, that would have made one hell of a tiktok video for god's sake i, I didn't expect you to have like a potty training ptsd story to hit me with there. that was pretty good uh i can only imagine no pun intended with your p TSD. <laughs> well, listen, I wanted to bring it back in here to you as a dad as well with the kids growing up. What, what type of disciplinarian were you as a dad, Howie? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. But don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from my pillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the MyPillow products, from the robe to the towels, but my absolute favorite, hands-down product, is the MyPillow mattress topper on our king-size bed. I have the best sleep since owning that topper. It's like sleeping at a spa resort, and I can't wait to sleep on it tonight. And I look forward to seeing you there tonight. And let me tell you something right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. And this mattress topper has been a game-changer for me. That's a guarantee. And speaking of guarantees... All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. Well, listen, I wanted to bring it back in here to you as a dad as well with the kids growing up. What type of disciplinarian were you as a dad, Howie, and is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? You know, I grew up in a respectful house. There was no swearing, bad words in the house. I did, I, uh... I was very, you know, my, my reputation precedes me. So people think that I'm silly or funny, but when it came to my kids, I was very, uh, a very serious parent, you know, and, 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 uh, we had rules and curfews and honest, they had to be on, no lying, no swearing, no, you know, I just think that, uh, rules are really important to me as a parent, because I think the, the guidelines and rules is what teaches respect. 
So, you know, I know that a lot of parents want to be their kids' friends. I think they can make their own friends. They don't need another friend. They need a parent. They need somebody you want. And, and I think it worked. And I'm so proud of all three of my children. But you want your children to be able to uh, survive without you and flourish. And all three of my kids have grown up, even though I'm doing the podcast with my daughter. I mean, she's um, she's got her master's in urban education and taught in the inner city for 10 years and got married and had her own kids. She's accomplished. And she she's, uh, does very well as an influencer. Uh, Jacqueline Schultz, you can follow her on her uh, different platforms. She's already successful. They don't need me. And so is my son. And so is my other daughter, who's uh, uh, a doctor of... Uh, physical therapy. And my son does content. Uh, some of the biggest content you see online from influencers, he creates it. He does this. He's created a business where he gives them content uh, content and shares in the ad revenue. So he, he's, my kids learned how to be uh, self, uh, they're self-motivated, you know, they don't need me anymore. And they kind of understand how the system works and how to play within the rules and, and win. Yeah, I think it's awesome to hear you say that, too, how I talk a lot on this podcast here, how we have a fatherless crisis going on. We have so many kids growing up without a father in the home. And we have this every kid gets a, a trophy philosophy that I think is really just kind of crippling our society when they don't have. I mean, I was a kid who grew up like just wait till your father gets home was kind of enough to set me straight. And I think right. without that kind of being reinforced, I think we were seeing the results of that play out all over the place. But that's rules and that's respect for the rules, even if the respect is fear, you know, like you just can't, you know, we used to, when the kids became teenagers, I, you know, I almost called the cops on other parents because they would go to somebody's house and I'd find out they were drinking and the parent was home. And then the parent would say to me, well, they're going to drink anyway. Isn't it better that they drink under my roof? And I go, no, the Mm -hmm. law is they're underage. And if you're showing them that you don't, abide by the law of our society, then they'll find ways, those loopholes and ways to break the law and do something maybe dangerous that could be life-threatening. So no. So, you know, I used to warn other parents that I'll, that's the kind of parent I was. One more time, and I will call the police if I get a call in this house. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And then obviously you, you've done a lot over your career here. Uh, deal or no deal. America's Got Talent. Do your kids have like a favorite thing that you do? Do they have a, a certain show that they they really enjoyed? Have they given you any feedback? Are they critics of your work? How do they kind of respond to the stuff that you put out there? Um, I don't know that they do. You know, when you grow up in wherever you grow up, that's the way it is. You know, and they used to come home like so excited to tell me, you know, Josh's dad. You know what Josh's dad does? I go, what? He sells cars. You know, all those cars that you see on the, Josh's dad sells those. So, you know, they had nothing to compare it to. You would think that it would be cool. Oh, my dad's a comedian or my dad's on a TV show or my dad, they liked Bobby's world. Uh, my oldest Jackie, cause you know, I got all the stories, you know, a lot of the stories that I wrote on those were based in reality. Were based on what my kids were doing. In fact, his best friend, Bobby's best friend was called Jackie, which was based on Jackie. You know, so they would say things and I would write it down. Then they'd see it in the show or they would do things and then see it in the show. So that was kind of fun for them. Bobby's world. But um, for the most part, they don't, you know, I'll go, I'm doing a show tonight. You want to go? And they'll go, Nah, I'm going to a friend's. I'm going to, which I like, you know, I don't want them to be. So they're not, you know, maybe in adulthood, maybe they, uh, I, I hope they appreciate me as a father more than as somebody in show business. 
Yeah, very well said. And then the last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Howie, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, it's not what you say. It's what you do. So, you know, if you lose your temper, then you're teaching your child that losing the temper is the way to go when things aren't going your way. If you're unreasonable, they'll learn to be unreasonable. They learn more by seeing and being in the moment. And those moments are uh, the most frustrating moments because usually the bad behavior, and I'm talking about as a father, your bad behavior comes out of being angry. But, you know, uh, I ended up going to therapy. I was going to therapy anyway on other things, but never act angry. Like if you're angry, if take every ounce of strength you have and separate yourself from that anger before you react. You know, if you can stay calm and you could set an example, you know, uh, somebody once told me, here's my last analogy, but this is what fatherhood is like. Somebody once told me that, you know, uh, uh, I was flying privately someplace and they go, you got the best pilot. And I said, how do I know I have the best pilot? I'm in planes all the time. Why is this pilot the best? They go, you don't want to know it's the best pilot. And I go, what does that mean? They go, because pilots are tested, you know, twice a year on whatever uh, plane they're using. And what they do is they go in a simulator and they'll give you a flame out. They'll uh, stop the engine. They'll give you severe turbulence. They'll turn the plane upside down. And that's their test. Their test is to see how calm they can right the plane or, or get you know safely landed or whatever. It's how they act when there's trouble. And the truth is, in the most frustrating moments, in the, in the emergencies, in the frustrating moments, it's how you, you re- those moments will be indelible in your kid's memory and how they act in the future forever. So think it's not the fun times. It's not the cuddly, wonderful, perfect time. It's the times that are really hard where you have to have the most control and figure it out. Yeah. Because that's how they'll act. Because shit happens to fathers, to kids, to anybody who's alive. And how do they deal with shit? And that's what your job as a father is, is show them how you deal with shit. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Howie Mandel, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Howie Mandel for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you check out Howie Mandel's new podcast, Howie Mandel Does Stuff. The link is in today's show notes, so go check it out. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. Wednesday on the show, legendary race car driver Mario Andretti stops by, so don't miss out on that one. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.